0: This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Well, thank you once again. The band is awesome, isn't it? Oh, man. So here it is, Memorial Day, and we are preaching on part three of a series of Courage. Isn't it wonderful that it ends up today? And I want to begin by introducing two great men in my life that are going to help me with the service today. The first one is, well, let's start with Locke. Locke, I've known the longest. Locke Brown is an old Vietnam helicopter (laughs) pilot. So Locke, thank you for your service. Locke said he might have something to say, he might not, and we're not going to push him, but I know Locke always has something to say. So have a seat. Second one is another younger friend who I haven't known quite as long. His name's Matthew Pennington. He lives up in Maine. Come on out, Matt. (laughs) Chuck actually discovered Matthew with a, it was a front page article in the New York Times. When was that? 2011 or something like that? Something like that. Anyhow, um, Matt is a three-tour-of-duty guy over in the Middle East, and back in, what was it, Oh, six. he uh, had an inter- interaction with a roadside bomb, which uh, took care of his leg. So he's recovering combat wounded guy. And what I wanted to say about Matt is he didn't let that interfere with his spiritual growth. And that's why Matt is here today. So I'm really happy you came down. Uh, So for me, I've been thinking about this, and I guess my way into this message is thinking about, there's there's a passage in the prophets, and it's like this. It's like, do not rejoice over me, O my enemies, when I fall. For when I fall, I will arise. I will arise. Do not rejoice over me, my enemies, because you're not going to keep me down. And, of course, that enemy goes far beyond the battle imagery. It goes into our personal lives. It goes into those demons that show up in our lives that do want to kind of destroy our character, our humanity. And we have ways in my opinion, through courage, that we are lifted up. By the way, you're not going to see any slides today because the slide projector isn't working. So it's one of the things that have, uh, one of the little hiccups. God told me we were doing a low-tech service today, and he meant it. So then, um, and I could hold this up for you because I have another slide here. Let's see. There's my slide. Everybody see it? Oh, great, 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 great i I gotta read this to you, so first before I read it that that passage from the prophets is kind of a resurrection passage and and what I love about it is it's it's not just so specifically life after death kind of resurrection, but it's like spirituality. Or even you could say New Church Live is sort of a resurrection process type church in that every day we are involved in this kind of spiritual resurrection where we're growing from one place of hardness to another place of softness and love. And every day we make that, we make that really hopefully a conscious decision to move a little bit farther on that path from the hardness toward the love. From the hardness toward the love, so that we can have a better, more healthy, deep, more lasting impact on people around us. So then, if you scroll forward in the Bible to my next slide, which you will not see, in the Gospel of John, here's another one, and this has had uh, this has had a profound impact on my life. The passage says to the, says this: Unless A grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies. It remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. So think about that little one grain of wheat that's all dried out. It's got this crusty shell on it. If you look at it, you know, it weighs nothing. If the wind blows, it'll blow right out of your hand, be gone. And it looks completely dead. And yet, it's filled with life. And if you could scroll forward generations of wheat generations, as it were, you have storehouses filled with grain because of the life that that little tiny seed is able to bring into the world. And that is a wonderful human analogy that God is speaking to all of us, spreading the richness of our hearts, offering us again resurrection resurrection so i think back uh i was down i got i have the privilege of doing a lot of travel in my job and i was in south africa in a city called durban down in durban there's a war memorial down there and it has on this column, it has the names printed of South African citizens from the Durban area who died in battle in the Second World War. And one of those names is the name of some, of the, of the grandfather of some friends who are very dear to me. And the reason I point that out is the inscription on that battle monument is the inscription here that I read today. Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. It's a wonderful reflection when we think of those people who had the courage to stand up and put their lives on the line in battle, and ultimately paid that that uh, final sacrifice, as it were. But there's something beyond. Like, it didn't just stop there, that there's a life beyond that, and that they were able to carry forward their de- dedication, their commitment, and their reasons behind their willingness to serve in that way, and then serve from the other side, because humans transfer they they keep going they don't just stop because of death we we are we are a life church we are a resurrection church we are a church that believes that life continues straight away where we are actually like that grain of wheat we are able to shed the crust the dryness that that Idea that we might be actually dead because we become angels and we actually live. Now, so we honor people who have fallen in battle this weekend. But while we do that, there's also something that I really want to connect in with this service on courage in that 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 resurrection is a daily kind of thing and that resurrection is something that we choose, and that choice is truly an act of courage. So, any time I think when we leave what is our crusty old proprium, or we leave those situations that seem hopeless, or we are looking to step out of times when we feel so deeply crushed by by experiences that are completely out of our control, and that like we are feeling. Uh, broken spiritually because of that, our humanity gets crushed. We have these opportunities to draw on some kind of courage that allows us to step outside of ourselves and grow into something that we currently aren't. And I would say that really, at the very heart of it, is my definition of courage, that you're doing something that of your own self of your own being, of your own ego, if you're just living in that ego, you could not make that decision. There's some outside or maybe inner force that's flowing from within, is what I would say. But there's some inner force that is waking you up, allowing you to take a step, no matter where you are on that path of life, but it allows you to take that step when without that power, you could not do that by yourself. And, you know, there are times when it's as simple as getting out of bed in the morning because, you know, life isn't feeling like it's going your way. Or there are times when, you know, we construct these fantasies about how... um How difficult our lives are or how how everything seems to be going against us or, or whatever. It could be all kinds of fantasy. It could be a financial fantasy. And we need some kind of extra power to break out of that and step into something new. And just by taking that step, life starts flowing into our awareness, changing our thoughts, creating a new space for us to be a little bit more human. So for me, that's what courage is. And that's, that's the kind of courage that shows up in daily life. Now, I'd like to invite the band out because we're going to wrap up my portion of the talk. But I'd just like to again emphasize that, you know, a lot of religion is about, you know, resurrection and ultimately about this incredibly sometimes difficult transition from this life into the next. But what I really want to do is remind everybody that there are these little transitions that are resurrection-type transitions that are drawing on this outside courage, this God stuff that's allowing us to kind of be a little bit more resurrected every single day. And in that resurrection, we are becoming more and more truly human, going from what looks like a single crusty old grain of wheat to a human being that can bear tremendous fruit. And I see uh, I need to shout out to the band again. Hey, guys, come on now. They don't listen to me. So just think about that growth. And... and um, I'm actually glad you guys are taking your time because what I wanted to say is that to me is an illustration of the importance of this new church. It's why we really exist, that we have to not only gather with each other, helping each other on that journey, but this is a message of change, a difficult message of change that has so much life and so much beauty and so much giftedness. And we need to share that with other people. All right, thank you. So without any further ado, I want to welcome Matt to come up, who's going to share some of his perspective on
1: courage. Thank you. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me there. Good morning. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Sunday? Good, good. Um, first and foremost, thank you guys for... Uh, invite me back to speak for the third time. Um, This will kind of be different from what I've talked about in the past. Typically, I've kind of solely focused on my injury and, uh, you know, the kind of one or what I consider the the one terrible point in my life to take place. Um, But I will give a little backstory um, kind of on what happened to me in Iraq, just so um, everybody understands. So I ended up uh, getting an amputation in um, April 2006. And um, long story short, I should have turned uh, left, but I turned right. So, all right, that's that. And um, moving on. Yes, thank you. And another good one is uh, people ask me, how was it in Iraq? I had a blast, Uh, things of that nature. Yes, yes. But um, on a serious note, though, um, before I start... Um, I personally um, was affected with the loss of a good friend in Iraq, um, known a couple other people who have passed away due to the war. And I've had the opportunity to meet many, many Gold Star families, and um, it's so tough seeing these families with the losses that they suffered. So if anything, um, that's kind of... One of my inspirations for my courage, and I'll get into that here in a minute, but I just want to send them my love and let them know that I'm thinking about them this weekend and uh, most days uh, every year. So when I was injured in uh, April 2006, uh, prior to that, um, I was fortunate enough as a child to be Brought up in and around churches from the Roman Catholic Church to Pentecostal churches with my father, um, some Baptist churches, and I knew God, but I certainly by no means was living a Christian lifestyle. Um I wasn't choosing to live a Christian lifestyle, but I certainly knew who God was, and I thought that simply by showing up and attending church and checking off all the blocks that that was good enough and that's what I had to do. And uh, in my life, I've learned that that's uh, quite the opposite. And it really all started with my injury. And I remember uh, when I was blown up and I was bleeding out and everybody's freaking out around me telling me just how bad my situation was. But I felt no pain Uh, whatsoever Um, up until I got to the surgery clinic um, yeah I felt really comfortable which was really different and the only thing I asked God it was actually not to stay alive Um, I felt that that was something that you know was not for me to ask that but I just asked if I could make it home just to see my wife and family and say goodbye and you know that's just is what it is. But I kept living and I kept living and I spent one month just so thankful to be alive and just so full of joy. And it was just so awesome. And, uh, you know, then it started to fade after that because now I'm adjusting to a new life with a disability. And in this new life with a disability you know it's not easy it's really tough especially if you're not born that way because I got so used to what my normal was that I didn't understand what my new normal was and that caused me to be very very angry with God um, angry to the point of you know living a very worldly life drinking excessively and destroying my family Um, all the while thinking that I was just awesome because of my service and uh, really just letting my ego get the best of me. Um, And I I was looking for ways to place blame on any and everything for the problems in my life. Um, I certainly was not to blame. I didn't blow myself up. So, you know, therefore, justifiably I can blame anything and everything on, on that. And, um, How does that relate to courage? I dealt with uh, post-traumatic stress for many years. I still have issues with it. It's more of a physiological illness, despite what you uh, see in the media and and things of that nature. Um, And it causes a lot of physical symptoms, which uh, are exhausting to say the least. But circling back to, to courage is... I had to make a decision at some point. And for me, I like to say that decision came in 2012 when I first came here to speak, but then I I would be lying to you. Um, It has come to me slowly over time through the use of learning how to make the best choices in life. And by the best choices in life, I had to make a choice that came from a place of love. And having a hardened heart and coming from combat and having served time over there and suffered loss and so on and so forth, all those things, um, you know, it it left me to a point where I couldn't feel love from other people. Uh, I couldn't express love to other people, and I didn't understand that lacking the courage to make the choice to choose love and the benefit that that would have in my life and how exactly that played in um, really with my relationship with God, and, you know, by no means am I perfect, you know, I, I, I fall repetitively but what I've learned is through church through community through having great people in my life like Dave Chuck Locke um, my family my wife um, Chloe who was able to come with me today having these people really enables me to move forward in my life to make the right choice Um, as human beings we only have one ability that God gave us, and that's free will. It's the ability to choose. We are able to choose whether we want to live for God or whether we want to live for the world. Uh, We can choose whether we want to help each other out or if we want to be self-centered and take care of ourselves and just say, well, they should have took care of themselves like I did. And that's just not the case. So that's really the courage that has helped me get to where I am in my life. My life is a life of consistent growth. Um, you know, there's no set plan. Um, I have a relationship with God is the best way to put it. I have a relationship as if he is a father because he is my father. And sometimes I don't like what he has to say. And sometimes I don't understand it. But the rewards has always been on the other side, and that's something I've noticed looking back over the course of my life, is that he has always been there. He, he has always done things for me. Um, Dave brought to my attention, it's uh, something I think about often, um, to not get sad for losing my military career. I wanted to be there 20 years. But if I sit back and think about, well, what would my life be like had I not um, gotten injured, and honestly, I I think it would be much worse than the life I have today. I would probably be divorced uh, halfway to being an alcoholic. I would probably have a grandiose narcissistic ego complex because that was the direction my life was taking. Not saying that happens to everybody, but for me. Uh, that's where I see myself. So, you know, this I have this source where I was so angry at one point, but... You know, really getting injured in combat was one of the the biggest blessings and, and one of the best things that could have ever happened to me to change my life. Um, I love the United States, I love our country, but I love God's children more, and I think that we're all God's children, and um, I would not know how to love or take care of other human beings had had it not been for my Relationship with God and the source that always helped push me in life to muster my courage and um, I, I didn't even know it at the time but it just kind of was something that I'd always said it was kind of ingrained on the heart you know and intuitively felt and I actually googled it one day and the phrase is You want to ask yourself, if not who, then you. If not when, but now. And that is an old uh, Judaism saying um, by one of their past elders. And for me, that was something that really resonated in my life, and I was amazed uh, once again when I had learned that it had came from this, this kind of thing, and I didn't know where i pick it up. I could have heard it. I don't know, but to me, that is the base definition of, of where my courage comes from, and I can place that, that anywhere, and it helps me out so much in furthering my relationship with God um, you see the person who clearly needs something to eat and disheveled clothing, um, you know. Don't worry about who's going to take care of them because that's what everybody else does, you know. Just do it. And don't place times on things. Just do it then. And in doing so, it really will make our world a great place to live and this is a message that you know I like to share with everybody is you know you just pay it forward um it's we're not God so for us to try to why things to death is um really it's a a fruitless endeavor we could why everything while we're here why this why that but while you're busy asking questions, you're losing out on life that you could be living. You're losing out on a gift that God gave you. And that's where courage is really important to me. And that's the message that I would love to leave y'all with today is, you know, if not who, then you. If not when, then now. And Having the courage to choose the best godly based decision in your life will really make a difference. And, you know, I'm telling you this too from someone who is just as equal as you are. I have so many faults and um, I'm always working on myself and I will continue to always um, work on myself um, to really do the best I can to be the best son that, you know, God wants us to be, um, and daughters. Uh, He said we're all our kids, and I think that in choosing to have a relationship like that um, leads to a blessed life, it leads to a life of love, no worry, and that really is a great life to live. Thank you, guys.
0: So we're going to move toward a wrap-up with this service just with a little dialogue that we wanted to have, and it's very free-form. The uh, first thing I just want to say is, hey, brothers, <laughs> thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you so much. Locke, did you have something to say?
2: Of course. First thing I want to say is, the older I get, the more that image of the dried-up piece of grain is getting a little too real. So, thank you for at least giving me the the hope for that. On a more serious note, um, it struck me with being with Matt uh, as uh, all veterans, but especially combat veterans, we have a place, we have an intimate connection with those that have uh, fallen, and and I would part of my mission is not. Well, part of my mission is to remind us all, and especially remind myself, that um, what gives me courage and hope is that somehow if I can live my life the best I can, I can do it in honor of those that didn't get the opportunity to. And I'd like to include you because there's battles going on, huge battles raging. One of them is the opioid uh, addiction problem that we have and people are falling more more people have died from that than died in Afghanistan or Iraq more people have died from those drugs so I ask you to have the courage and to open your hearts uh, to reach out to the fallen the families of the fallen um, some of you may know them but to honor them in the same way to have the courage to do the right thing by them and the courage to open your hearts to those people that are fighting that battle in the same vein that we honor those that fought for us and for our freedom in that. I, I think that's one battle where we need the courage to stand up and the heart to uh, do what needs to be done. When? Now. Thanks a lot.
0: So I have a question, and maybe one of you guys wants to reflect on it a little bit, but the, the courage to love again. That's one of the themes that came up, and I'm wondering if either of you had anything more to say, because I think uh, it takes a lot of courage to really love people. When you're loving people past your ego, getting past your ego so you can actually be present and love people without worrying about that ego. Either of you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I can.
1: Oh, well, you have a mic. (laughs) Oh, I do. All right. I forget. Sorry. Um, You know, it's, uh, yeah, the courage to love again. Um, The first thought that comes to my mind for that, really, one, you know, combat doesn't afford a lot of opportunity to love, so that's an emotion you really stop using. And, um, you know, we have our camaraderie, but that's how we call it. It's not love, it's camaraderie, which is, you know, very different, but still, it's... um, I guess, one of those qualities of love. But for me, making the choice to love again, um, I would say my wife, the first thought that comes to my wife is my wife got a phone call. She thought I was going to die. And then she comes to Walter Reed Army Medical Center to a guy with just, you know, just torn up and, uh, you know, completely... Changed her life and seeing how she could make the choice to stick with me, to be my caregiver, to show me love um, is kind of what opened my eyes to initiate the fact that I needed to choose love more in my life and to see where I wasn't doing so. Um, I wouldn't say that's really kind of where I must have the courage, and it's hard. Two, when you have um, really any time and anything traumatic, um, every, everybody goes through everything traumatic, but with love comes loss, vulnerability, all these things, That especially if you are a uh, you know, hardened combat veteran coming from overseas, you know, that's not really an easy choice to make because it's a choice that could um, you know, get you in trouble or get you hurt when in fact it's the exact opposite.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Um,
2: How about the courage to love yourself?
1: Oh yes. No. Yes. The courage to love yourself?:
2: yeah. I, I think that's where the vulnerability is, is to have the courage to risk, uh, with our flaws and with our demons or whatever, uh, when we're aware of them, to accept God's love. I have, I have a hard time with that one. Uh, am I lovable, and if I'm not lovable, I can't be loving?
0: So there's a little bit of a forgiveness piece in there as well. I just hear that, and I wanted to put that out. Yes, exactly.
1: And what Dave's referring to is we had a sermon writing meeting, and if you guys could have been there, whew, it, was, it was awesome. It was yeah, awesome.
0: You're all invited to our next sermon writing team meeting. Yes,
1: there we go. And um, But uh, what we were discussing there really was... Um, Learning to forgive yourself. So one of the things, um, overseas is you get wrapped up in combat, um, on, and I'll just break it down. So my first deployment to Afghanistan, I was combat support, so it was super easy. I had experience, you know, managing and escorting locals and stuff like that back in 2002 to start developing things in the area. And, you know, I've never had an an issue with a single local uh, on my first deployment. My second deployment, I had a friend killed. And when that had happened, it just kind of uh, it really changed everything. His last words, I was supposed to be in his seat, but he told me uh, that he apologized. He had to go get a part, and then he rolled out the gate and was killed. And... I went back the third time with a heart full of vengeance because I wanted to give retribution back to those who took my friend from me and then of course that scarred me with a very bad moral injury um, because I morally went against the way I was raised uh, to be as a human and my values were instilled in me so for me I really had to find the courage to forgive myself and that was a really hard thing to do and Honestly, I was the first, one of the first pieces, too, to really get back, you know, to bring my life back full circle. Um, You know, until you forgive yourself, you really can't begin to start the rest of the healing process.
0: Yeah, so do you want to share just a couple words about your thoughts about war today?
1: Uh, If I had my thoughts about war today, um, honestly, I would uh, conscientiously object. Uh, I feel that God um, wouldn't support us slaughtering each other. You know, there's stories in the Bible, of course, of battles, conflicts, things of that nature. And I do not feel that that is justification for us to continue behaving in such a manner this day and age. I feel that, um, we as a planet should be at this point in time smart enough and beyond eugenics, bigotry, and all these other things and ideologies that we have had in the past to know that essentially we are all the same. Um, even, you know, um, even people who believe in uh, Darwinism and, and creation, they—they they, everybody agrees that we're all inherently the same as human race. And I feel that despite our differences, that love is the kind of universal language that we all should be speaking. And I feel that... Um
0: For me, it feels like we're standing on holy ground. You know that burning bush kind of territory. We got to take your your shoes or those externals off of your feet. You just got to recognize. You know we're talking about really, really deep, important things. And coming out of a broken world. Coming out of a broken world. And that that's another reason I think church is supposed to exist. That it helps us all come out of this brokenness. That some of that brokenness we inherit. Some of it comes from cultural conditions around us as kids. Some of it comes because it's inflicted upon us or we get lured into thinking a certain way and there's, uh, there's no benefits in thinking that way and we get crushed. And there's so much brokenness and a lot of it is really coming back to that, that love theme for me. When I think about courage, and I, I just um, want to start thinking about wrapping up here. And the band guys, you might want to start wandering out. We're going to close with a prayer. <laughs> Give them a little more heads up this time. Um, it is a passage in the Psalms that, Lord, you are my son and my shield. You are the strength of my right hand or my right arm. You are my son and my shield. And I think about shield. Well, that's sort of the courage motif there. And uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about preparing for this is it's all about love. But courage is all about doing something that you can't do from your own brokenness or from your own ego or from whatever that self is. And, in a sense, if you took that statement literally, "Lord, you are my shield," symbolically meaning, "Lord, now you can be my courage. you can be my courage i don 't have to try to manufacture that courage myself. I can just turn to you and say, "Lord, be my courage and you know you think about New Church Live as a Monday morning type church we're saying, Go do something that helps bring love in the world." That does take courage. It does take stepping out of yourself. But you can also, you don't have to do it by yourself. You don't have to manufacture that courage. You can just say, Lord, be my courage so that I can do this. And I think that's a really key way of navigating forward toward a less broken world or navigating away from the brokenness, navigating away from the trauma allowing ourselves this space so that we can forgive ourselves and move forward as people who are worthy of love and and worthy in such a way that we can love others. Guys, have any closing thoughts?
1: Um, not really, except for, you know, thank you guys. I love you all. God bless you. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, being able to uh, share this today. And uh, once again, to all those who have uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice, um, including my friend, his name was Ricky Crockett. He was a really awesome dude. He a very godly man, and so, I mean, very godly man. And it was, uh, it was just amazing getting to know him, um, getting to just see the difference and the impact that he's had on my life.
0: So by way of closing, I've been thinking about this, and since the tech isn't working very well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come down here for our closing prayer. I'm going to invite you guys to come down with me. And anybody who would like to come down and kind of huddle up, I think we ought to have a connected closing, non-technical prayer together, and then we'll finish with a song. Is that okay? So you guys can start filtering down if you'd like. I think these steps are the best. Are those good? All right.
2: The joke's always.
0: Puddle out. come on down. Lord, we just open our hearts to you today. We open our hearts and thanks the different ways you flow into our lives and touch us, sometimes so quietly, sometimes in unexpected ways. But also I want to thank you for that sacred ground that you create here so that we have a space that we can talk about our own brokenness. We can talk about our need to be healed and that together we can group together for that healing because we know that your life and your love flows from person to person, that we can share that and be lifted up, and that your peace comes through this new community. Lord, we ask for the healing of those friends we know who aren't here. We ask that you touch us and lift us and lead us on a path that yeah, sometime that path will end on this planet and will begin again on the other planet or in the other life and we'll be united with those people who we've lost along the way and that we continue then this journey of life and love. Lift us up, O Lord, and grant us your deep and eternal, lasting sense of peace and confidence that you are leading us. Amen. Oh, my